she's really dying now the uh fish so is, yeah yeah but i'm old enough to remember when it was car dealers and uh what, um, what fish the grand tavern they're closing yeah yeah Oh boy! But when I was a kid, you could you, me and Timmy and Tommy Grady took our bikes to McGowan's, which was an appliance store on about Grand and Avon. Boy, or Grand. you just lived it up. Huh? Well, <laughs> you haven't heard high fi till you went in a fucking booth. We're on the council. Oh, Timmy and Tommy. Do, do I need to hold up a giant? Sign? You haven't heard high fi till you went in there and heard Sheb Woolley do Purple People Eater in a, <laughs> on high stereo, man. <laughs> This explains a lot about your music taste. You, in my youth, we used to take a couple of tabs of blotter and uh, (laughs) just get ripped to the bejesus belt during grand old days. Well, that's that's uh, typical of your uh, criminal behavior. Uh, any male who goes to grand old days over the age of 25 should be arrested. Older, 35 years old, you should be put directly into a paddy wagon. I was in my 20s. And then the last time I was in grand old days, it was this kind of a sad way to wrap up your youth. Uh, I was in a parade. I had to ride in a vehicle in a parade. It was very what, depressing. Rick? Talking about grand old days. Yeah. yeah. Well, stone cold sober in a parade, wondering how it got to this. My favorite, my favorite <laughs> Jesse moment was in a parade oh. where uh, KSTP so-called personalities, we all had to ride in a carriage. And uh, Jesse had on this, this outfit that looks like he just <laughs> crawled out from under a, an oil change. He had the, the one piece giant stained <laughs> overalls on, you know, it was full of oil and grease and, and we're riding in this carriage and he looks around, he says, who are the Vulcans? Who are the Vulcans? <laughs> I just realized when you said that I had a dream last night that I was in a jumpsuit that was turned into shorts with no sleeves. Boy, that's weird. And everybody was making fun of me, and I couldn't understand why, because it was pretty damn cool. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you call that? You would call that a jumper, actually, wouldn't you? Yeah, yes. A baby would wear? (laughs) (laughs) And they were orange. It was an orange jumper, shorts with no sleeves. I mean, I got money. I I knew you had money. I didn't know you had money. Who who was all on the carriage? Oh, I think it Babs and me and Jesse and I might have had one of my kids. Wait, and, I thought Bab didn't Babs do the morning show? Uh, I don't know, Chris. Who no, it was? Oh, so Jesse was mornings, and then she, I thought she yeah. did the morning. She show. did eventually, Chris. Oh. Then he was bragging about how he got his wife a plow and she works in the suburbs clearing shopping centers. Okay. That's actually pretty cool. None of us have given our wife a good plow in a while. Jeez. I don't even know what you mean. Uh, Mark weighs in on Grand Old Day. Yeah. Dear You're Lord, Grandel Day was the start of tube top season. Can't miss, can't yeah. miss event. <laughs> yeah. You're missing my point about Grand Avenue. Grand what was the bar that had the band outside? Probably uh, Billy's. 
Billy's on Grand. Um, I think the uh, suburbs were playing. And uh, by the time that show was over, all of my limbs were bloody from uh, getting knocked down in the pit. God, it was fun. Jesus. You're, you're, uh, uh, I've misrepresented Grand Avenue if, if the only thing you can think of is grand old days. What else is there, you old fart? Who cares about was, coal and Model T's and wind-up cars and <laughs> milk delivery? It was the closest St. Paul had to 50th in France. Yeah, you and John Dillinger. Hey, is that how it goes? <laughs> if Creighton was a block over, wouldn't it be grand? No, Summit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the same road. No. No, actually, they're not. Snelling. One's north if south. Snelling was a block over, wouldn't it be grand? No, Snelling intersects grand. Oh. Hi, Tom. Hi, guys. Here's your hey, saber. Hey, thanks, Tommy. You're yeah. on the council. That's nice of you. Get him off the council. Hey, I'll take a, a burger and some and a Diet Coke. <laughs> sure. All right. I'm waiting, uh, I'm waiting for our guest. Ah. Are we got, no, I have to write today, so we got to start the show. Well. The hell with him. If he's not here, he's going to be here. Electric car. He didn't We're start. on the council. That's your second violation today. <laughs> you should get a big buzzer, Chris. <laughs> hey, we're okay. We're lighter on ads, so we, we don't need to interrupt John's newscast. Frat and precision? Yes. Kenny, I just need... Can you believe it's Thursday already? <laughs> no. Joe, we really should talk about taking Fridays off. These four-day weeks are sweet. They really are. I think we're headed that way. Yeah, I, th I think that's a good idea. Kenny, nice. I just need Schoonover today from you. What? Tell Matthew he's going to be involved in that one. Yeah, watch me make that decision. Are you going to be okay? God <laughs> you know what this is? This is karma. Josh had a little coughing Josh fit during my re recording, and Joe was was having some um, some taking I had some a liberty. Laugh. You had a laugh, so this is karma. B word. <laughs> I'm waiting for him. He said he said he'll be here right at noon. Is rookie gonna walk? You want me to walk him down? Um, no. actually, yeah, that that'd be good. Yeah. All right. You're right there, Joe. Yeah. You need uh... God bless you. <laughs> oh, can't play that. John, have you seen the movie? Bell, book, and candle. I think Jimmy Stewart. I, did, I was going to say many, many years ago, though. Yeah, a witch and her brother, and a she puts a hex, not a hex. Yeah, what what is it? When, yeah, hex, right? That'd be right. Yeah, something enchants her neighbor to fall in love with her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. John, are you doing the Hastings City Council story? Uh, I'm not. You know what? I'm glad you reminded me of that. What are these? Why are these 
Why are they wasting their time with this crap? Oh, especially Hastings. <laughs> My God, do you really you think know. Biden's going to say, hold on, uh, Hastings, Minnesota has asked I do it. See, what, what is wrong with these people? Are they talking about the creamery? What, what, what's the no. issue? No, they're demanding a ceasefire. Where do you buy water? Oh, for God's sakes. Did you get it at the drugstore? Are you being serious, Clark? <laughs> you, serious, Clark? <laughs> you mean in the building? No, in the store outside the building. Pretty much every store in America. You kidding me? The guy that rips about the third rail being out of touch. Just wow, uh -huh. wow, yeah. Joe, I don't know the effing store, the water huh. store. Yeah, where do you Joe do your trade at? Question. What do you got? He'd like to know where do you buy water. When you take your horse and buggy into town <laughs> to get a cloth and some flour. I'll bet even the supply store you could get it at, Joe. No, Hofferman Water. Online at HoffermanWater.com. Why don't you have them? Why aren't they? Why Why don't they? Why? Have a dispensary here. Well, we don't have a water line in here. You know what? <clears throat> water line. <laughs> Chris, if we had a water sponsor, would that would that uh, be in conflict with Hofferman? Because I know um, like a company a that yeah, no, um, a company that bottles water. I know a company that spends a lot of money with uh, podcasts and YouTube YouTubers. I can check. I I, I should. I don't know because I I, should, I know Hofferman doesn't bottle water. Oh, uh, get a hold of Rob. That's a good idea. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Um, I'm, he said he'd be here in a, in a minute or two. No, Tom's going to walk him back. We're done at... Uh, That's fine. We're, we're lighter on ads. We're so done we're, at about 1.20 today. Hey, can we finish up early tomorrow? Why are you stealing one of my waters? Oh, I'm going to demand. Oh. <laughs> can we finish what? Early tomorrow. I would like to use this. Can you post it by 2? Um... What are you going to do? Sound story. Oh, you got one? Several. Not tomorrow. Why, why do they need to why do they need to be in here at 145? Rattaloni's hardware and garden stores. I can be done. I should be able to be done. But it it what I need help with then is then Ross has to do the YouTube stuff. If who's he, the gal we've had on the air who's a Republican and she married the guy she was with? Marion O'Neill. Marion O'Neill. She remains one of our last hopes. Yeah. Well, what can what can, Kenobi. what can one person do? I don't know. My last hope. Um. So you you don't want the Hastings story, John? I, I actually have it. Yeah. Oh, Is that where the city council uh yep. demands wants a to ban uh, guns or something? Or no, they want a ceasefire. They want guns. a ceasefire. Hastings. Well, Hastings, uh, I got news for you. <laughs> Hastings. Oh, God. It's so amusing. Bradaloni, sir. Does anybody have any news for Hastings? Will you get your in here and sit down? Bradaloni's <laughs> oh, Hardware and Garden Store. Can we just wait till he Can gets... we just do this? Catch me while I'm not coughing? Catch I need to talk to Matthew on. before you start. I need everyone to 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 to, to shut I'm up. Just gonna chill with you shut up. You shut up. You I'm shut not up. Shutting up. You sh <laughs> Nobody's telling me to shut Don't up. Don't tell me to uh, shut up. Don't call me a you you.
You. You know, the other thing I'm going to ask Garofalo, his, his picture on Wikipedia is uh, him on the wall of China. I want to know, did I pay for that? <laughs> did the taxpayers of Minnesota pay for that trip? Rookie Kenny would like to speak with you. Come on, Rook. I want to get going here. Jeez. I know, Louise. All right. You want to get rolling? Or do you want to talk to Wait, me? wait. Yeah, Kenny needs to talk Ooh. to Rook. <laughs> Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, are you there? He yep. is, but the cam I haven't changed the camera. Gabriel's vehicle is done, so Mike's going to be calling at about 1240 or so. And uh, we're going to double team them. Got it. All right. Thank you. You should see that thing, man. It's a beast. <clears throat> I have an angle, something a lot of us did. Joe, people like Joe and me and, well, not John and not Chris and not you. Um, so I have an angle. So let me set it up and then we'll launch into an it. An angle on what? I will. Oh, react. you just mind your own business. You're not involved. You just shut up. How come that car was in turnovers for a month just to get We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Let's okay. just let it sit. Our guest is here. Better me. Who's that? Jesus. Doesn't even look like Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks for having me. We on. haven't we haven't started yet because Mr. Tom, Patience, thank you. Mr. Patience yeah. over here is uh Mr. Patience. We got your water too. Do you want something else? Diet Coke, Sprite, or Okay. And Get those, him a set of headphones. I know he wants to meet me. Okay. Uh, we, oh, they're right, right there. They're right on. there. And then your volume control is the big, the black. Hi, Pat. Control. I'm Kenny. How are you doing, Pat? Oh, jeez. Oh, it's the sexy Kenny. There we go. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Ready, Joe? Oh, Please better, shut up. Better, better, better. <laughs> Let's go here. Welcome to the show, Pat. I'm rolling. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you quit the legislature and join something like this? It's uh, very calm and works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right back and fun. Yeah, why yeah. don't you? Let's go. I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1227, January 18, 2024. 48 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1891. And it was 36 below on this day in 1887. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. State Representative Pat Garofalo is sitting across from me. Oh, you were a little late to that POS electric carrier that started. <laughs> wow. Just right, right off the bat. Right, right away. Up. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, comes out <laughs> swinging. No, I deserve it. No, I was working my private sector job and had to take care of some things. That uh, Has it been starting in this cold weather? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, but what happens is What do you get about six blocks and then no, you gotta gosh, take it home no. again? No, it does it does reduce the range, but yeah. no, but it's nothing like that. I mean, if you're driving a couple hundred miles, you'll yeah. have a problem. But yeah. for 
Pat, uh, you shocked us. Well, maybe maybe it isn't entirely a shock. It was a disappointment as far as I'm concerned or a sadness. You're leaving the legislature, what, 20, 20 years? Going to call it 20 years? Yep, yep. Ten terms. And you're leaving. Yes, sir. Why? Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. It's funny. I remember the last time I was on here, you asked me, you looked at me and you go, so are you going to run again? And I looked at you and I said, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you just gave me this look like, listen, kid, I got a perfect bullshit detector and I know that you are not, you're not doing it. It's like, you just, you just like, like you play poker or not? No, I don't. Okay. Cause I feel like I got a good poker face and you looked at me like you are so full of it. Like, no, you, you've made up your mind. So no, it's, uh, no, I mean, I've done it for 19 years. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy learning and discovery. Mm-hmm. I like making a difference. It's cool. Um, but it's just, you know, politics is not a marathon. You don't run till you're exhausted and collapse across the finish line. It's a relay race. You go, you sprint as hard as you can, uh, as fast as you can, and then you pass the baton to someone else. And it's just time for me to pass the baton to someone else. But we're we're running out of rational human beings. Uh, doubt's done. You're done. Uh, we still have Marion O'Neill. Uh, I can't think of, uh, well, the Republicans have not made a strong showing so i i'm hard pressed to name a great many of them well i think first of all we've got a pretty in the house representatives we've got a pretty good freshman class this year that i think will do um, good things in the future but i do think your general criticism of what's happening in both parties is you are certainly seeing more and more um polarizing and extreme elements that are dominant things Mm -hmm. and that's why it's more important than ever, like who people vote for is their own business. But we, until one of the political parties calms down, you need divided government. You, mm-hmm. you have, you can't have one party in total control or else you get the, you know, like, and, and it happened in states where Republicans are in total control. You see this, but in Minnesota, we've seen the left-wing freak show just take over. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just, it's bad for Minnesota. It can't be Having Minnesota's strategy be that we're going to be a cold version of Illinois is not, um, that's not something that's going to serve us well. And hopefully on the next election, both uh, state and federally, however it turns out, people see that there's there's wisdom in having checks and balances um, between the two parties. The financial uh, irresponsibility of the last session was astounding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> I think that's an understatement. The uh, they blew through the surplus and raised taxes, and it's not enough. No, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, the governor just announced a new uh, what an infrastructure bonding plan, and he always comes in uh, under a certain number. He'll name it like nine hundred eighty-two million, knowing that it'll be a billion five by the time you're done. I, I, we've spent a year on this, and you're aware of that, and. Uh, I, I just look ahead and I wonder, is there any hope for the state? And and I'm going to suggest that you probably are going to tell me there is. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to be an optimist, contrary to <laughs> my tone comes across sometimes. But I mean, you know, I'm 52 years old and I've spent my whole life saving and building a nest egg. Mm-hmm. And so the older you get, you start getting more concerned about threats to your nest egg and things that you've you've saved money for and there are certainly a lot of threats on the horizon both um, in the state of minnesota but also nationally internationally mm-hmm. we've seen that how these things um can spiral out of control and i'm 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 very worried it doesn't mean like 
uh, I'm building my bunker, although I found out last weekend that one of my cousins actually moved to a bunker. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> but, he literally uh, built a bunker? No, he's, just, he's got like his compound out in central Montana. Yeah. And it, I got I to admit, it sounded kind of, he's got good internet. I don't know. It sounded kind of <laughs> nice. But um, so, no, I mean, I do worry about the state of Minnesota because, you know, it's, it's these things don't happen overnight. They, they decay. And it's not like um, the prosperity Minnesota had in the past has been continuing. We have been for um, an intermediate period of time. We've been in a state of decay. We've been mm -hmm. stay. Best case scenario, we're stagnant, mm -hmm. and that that concerns me because these things they, they pile on top of each other. Look at the you know the history of what Detroit used to be, right? And look at what St. Louis used to be, right? And it just took a couple of bad decisions by bad leaders to dramatically change the course of those those areas and why so, don't you throw in any city the closer you get to the uh, country's tallest buildings that is led by the radical left look at downtown san francisco it doesn't exist anymore it it just it blows me it, 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 it's, it's sometimes it's you know you don't want to be conspiratorial but you look and you just wonder well, like go ahead <laughs> no but like you look at it and you go you're not running again yeah no no it's not Listen, I, I, like you look at a place like San Francisco and California, like that state has every single advantage from a natural resource, from mm -hmm. a climate standpoint. And it's still the the cultural and technological center of the Western hemisphere. But they are just bleeding people and money. And on a smaller scale, we're doing the, the same thing here. And it, you, you can't help but wonder if how do you look at these the negative effects of these policies and not realize that um you're causing destruction and how could it, how could it not be deliberate? But this is a, this is a consequence of polarization, right? Is that in a hyper polarized political climate, people just kind of believe what they want to believe. I can, I can, it's easy for us here in Minnesota to highlight the, the far left extreme and the damage they're doing, but we can provide examples of other, you know, parts of the country where Republicans are in total control and they're off the rails. I mean, down in Mississippi, what they do, they gave, how much money did they give Brett Favre? Oh to, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, you you've got examples of uh, of that, but the, the most important thing is for for Minnesota's future and really for the nation's is um, to have divided government. I know that doesn't sound particularly sexy or exciting, but good old fashioned diversification, disbursement of risk is what Minnesota needs right now, and it's um. It's, it's pretty concerning when you look at the horizon. You know, Minnesota doesn't, we don't have a deficit. We don't have a projected deficit. We have a structural imbalance. Mm -hmm. As if though our fiscal problems are a marketing problem as right. opposed to a math, <laughs> a math you know, class, classic Washington, D.C. speak. And, uh, you know, regardless of who gets elected and whether if, if we're able to return, return Minnesota to divided government next year, uh, that is a, the next budget is not going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And that's the blue sky scenario. That's mm -hmm. assuming there isn't going to be. How much of that weighed into your decision not to run? Uh, tough questioning. Uh, I think it was, it, was a, it was a part of it, but it was a small part of it. The big thing is, is that, you know, being a legislator, and again, I don't, I don't want to come across as complaining. I, I, there's many aspects of the job I love. I enjoy meeting people. If I wasn't a dopey legislator, how would I get to get on this program and have you, give me, have you give me shit about my car, right? <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I really do. I do like aspects of it, but especially in this era of 24-7 social media, constant criticism, constant craziness, 
uh, it, it does wear on you and it's, it's actually harder on a spouse, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's just 19 years. I just felt like that, that was the primary factor was, uh, it was just time to uh, move on. Now I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm a network engineer, but I do know that I want to, I want to be involved. I want to make, I want to be a positive contributing. Well, are you employed? Do you have a job? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a network engineer. So I've, I'm one of these odd ducks who, you know, for 19 years has worked two full-time jobs. I've Mm -hmm. worked as a legislator and my private sector job. And something I've said before, you know, like my dad is the hardest working man I've met on the planet. And he's, it's so hardworking that I've worked two jobs for 19 years and I still feel like I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but see, that leads me to an important question. I know the feeling. <laughs> a, 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 two-part, a two-part question. You working uh, the two jobs, didn't that give you a sense of balance? That you, you were bringing something to the legislature that many of them could not bring? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The second part of the question, how big a problem is it? I, I know the answer. I mean, I don't care what you say. I know the answer. <laughs> How big a problem, I do care what you say, I'm kidding. How big a problem is it that the legislature continues to attract people who have never done anything except pine to be in the legislature? Uh, it's a, I'll take it in a more general sense. It's a problem that you have fewer types of people mm-hmm. in the legislature. So we've always had in um, lawyers, teachers, retired people have always been, you know, recently have been overrepresented at the Capitol. That's always been a, a issue. But now that's sort of the, the professional politician who makes their mortgage payment because they're a state legislator. Mm-hmm. That is becoming more prevalent. And mm-hmm. it's and it's more prevalent on the DFL side than the Republican side. But that is a problem because you have sort of an activist class that when they go through their activist training and their... Um, uh, you know, organize, community organizing stuff. No one teaches Those them. Those are jobs. No, but but no one teaches them the skills of here's how you compromise. Mm-hmm. Like here's how you, oh, yeah. like this is how you work with people so that there's win-wins and you reach negotiations. It's more a binary choice of you win an election and then when you're in, you do what you want. That's why, you know, as shocking as last session was, it really in hindsight shouldn't have been a, a surprise to everybody. Mm-hmm. Because you do have this sort of, despite very, very narrow majorities, just a very um, left, hard left, hard um, trained activist class that that's running the legislature. But, and that's all they've ever done. Right. I mean, government is, for many of them, their temple. Right. Right. And the in for they look at people like me and others as the Pharisees in the temple. Like mm-hmm. we don't belong there. So that's mm-hmm. why the end sometimes justifies the means. And of course, I'm, I'm not generalizing every single DFL here. I don't want people to come across that way, but there is a decidedly harder left, farter, far, farter. farter. <laughs> you said a, fart. Yeah, it was, a, it was a farter left session too, <laughs> but a, a farther left bent mm-hmm. of this that we have not seen before. In the past, there's always been a debate about Minnesota being center left or center right. Like every... Uh, every two or four years. It's only in 2023 that the case was made that Minnesota needs to go far left, hard left, more mm-hmm. like an Oregon, a, a California, or an Oregon, or uh, Illinois. And that's the that's the concerning part because what historically, contrary to public opinion, what Minnesota's best asset has been historically is social cooperation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that doesn't mean, in government's just one of those tools, 
but that whether it was in government, outside of government, our private sector institutions, faith-based institutions, that we socially cooperated and worked toward shared goals. Mm -hmm. And we are regressing to the point where not only are we not good at it, we're actually getting, um, we're getting worse than other states at it. Were you surprised at all, or have you been surprised by the behavior or the, uh, the positions of the governor? Uh, yeah, I have been. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when he, you know, you flash back to the first time that he ran, it's not like I was a fan of a DFL or getting elected governor, but of the choices that were out there, it looked like he would be the one that would be most inclined to have pragmatic instincts. Right, that he, well, he I would. I thought so. I think that's what a lot of people thought. Um, and regrettably, for you know, for whatever reason, you have to ask him. He did not. He won't come on with this. Uh, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, this is this is you get again, and and I, I I say that in a like in our self-selecting media confirmation bias world where people hear what they want to hear. Right. Um. He has gravitated towards an environment where he surrounds himself with people that right. um, that tell him what he wants to hear, mm-hmm. and that's that's a, a problem that's affic- afflicting more and more leaders, political and otherwise, in our society. And so he doesn't have, you know, it's it's not it's not fun to be Tim Walls outside the seven county metro area. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't dispute that. He didn't even campaign. Outside of the seven county metro area, and it turns out he didn't need to, right? Right, um, which is you know it's it's bizarre, but I just you know I would like to think that if I was in a similar position of that, that I would have the self awareness to realize I was doing it and to step outside my comfort zone because I've done that as a legislator. So I mean, I would I would like to, I would I, the governor would serve the state better if he tried to include more people in the decision making and and represent more people besides the far left, hard left mm-hmm. of the DFL. It, it seems clear to me that that's who we represent, the hard left. Yeah, and whether that's out of political necessity, uh, political convenience, or maybe that's who he has really been. And he or just, could it be political aspiration? Oh, I, I mean, and that, that could be part of it as well. I mean, I think he, I think he desperately wants to go back to Washington, D.C. Then we've um, got to warn the nation. <laughs> well, in what capacity? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, but like he... Um, you know, you're in, you're in everyone in Washington, DC, say what you want. They don't, they don't really do nothing. You know, yeah. they raise money, tell people what they want to hear yeah. when something gets bad, blame somebody else for something. And, uh, again, that's a throwing rocks at both parties here, but it's true. I mean, we have a, we have a $2 trillion deficit this year, mm-hmm. $2 trillion. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen because one party did it, right? <laughs> right? Uh, they're, they're, so in these, that sort of unsustainable behavior is, you know, the consequences to this are coming to fruition. Uh, when, when that's going to happen, I can't tell you, but uh, math can be very unforgiving. Right. Can you stay with us through another break? Absolutely. How's your garage door? Is it working okay? It is now. All right. I hope you got a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. If, in fact, you needed garage door help, your new garage door guy, you get the entire family. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They keep you up to date on what they're up to. When they're an hour out, you get the call. You get the text. When you're 30 minutes out, you get the call. And then they get there and they get the job done. In one visit, they take care of everything from springs and rollers to the opener. And if you need a new door, 
They've got you covered with a brand new garage door. Put their number in your contacts. Uh, we have uh, begun to realize that the garage door might be the most problematic thing that actually moves up and down in your house or back and forth and up and down. It needs to uh, be ready to survive the winter. Call Precision Door MN at 612-263-6985 or go online at precisiondoormn.com. And Pat, just a reminder, we're on the town council still, so there are select members of the audience that can still hear us. That right. pay for the behind-the-scenes footage. So right now, right? So they pay. Okay. Uh, so they don't pay. say. Yeah. So don't just so, mind so, your pieces. So, so put my pants back. Well, what right. I always say is, please, please. For this. don't they don't go roycey on it and just start <laughs> dropping f bombs left and right, <laughs> which some people actually pay for or would willingly. Uh, hey, when you were pictured here at the at the Wall of China, yeah, did I pay for that? No, you did not. All right, <laughs> I just want to check. Thanks for checking in, though. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> oh man, Patrick launches into an assault on my electric. This, this picks so long. Oh, bleep your car! Leave I, that piece what, of what, shit. What part? What part of? <laughs> it's a better way of moving around at a lower price with lower pollution. Don't you like? Is it the fact that it's cheaper? Obviously, what, Pat, you don't like ten-year-old African kids clinging to their mother <laughs> as they descend into a lithium mine and have to mine the crap by hand. <laughs> Oh, this is a debate I didn't expect on the show today. <laughs> Although, you know who agrees with you? Former Governor Ventura, as Rookie told us. He well, wants to come on and debate Joe guy. about... He's, got, well, the no, he's guys, got the ludicrous button. Yeah, well, well not no. everybody, Pat, can afford $67,000 for a base well, electric car. So, first of all, not every electric vehicle is $67,000, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're just, okay, see, he's just doing this. He's oh, just, yeah. He's, yeah. My dad, it's funny, my dad. I don't really give a shit what you drive. I'm just don't make you, <laughs> no, I, just, just don't make you, no, but there's, one of the the funny things that's happening is, of course, you know, technology, as it does, just makes things better. And so then these guys come along now and they want to, they want to have publicly subsidized charging infrastructure. Right. And, oh, you guys, it is so stupid. Because when you go out and you put these charging stations in, you can't just put them wherever you want. They right. have to be. There's got to right. be a substation that supports it. But right. guess what? Right. Tesla has already done that. They've gone to the places where people are using cars where there's capacity. So now they're talking about spending millions of dollars upgrading transformers mm -hmm. so they can put in the publicly subsidized five transformers right. that no one's going to use. And that's that's the that pisses me off. Is you know like do, do we? Why do we always have to do the most expensive way to solve things? Yeah. Well, like what we said, we said this about six months ago. The government did not fund gas stations when automobiles became popular. Right. You know, Rook, and, here's uh, what I, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, go ahead. Pa Pat, uh, on your behalf, let's ask Joe a question. I want to ask Joe a question on your behalf. Pat. Joe, tell us, uh, tell everybody what a network engineer is. Go ahead. Well, they uh yep. they have an engineer's hat like Casey Jones. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I hear the train coming. And they uh, they have dials, okay? dials, dials and buttons. They're connected to a network of trains. Well, what happened is you probably got an offer you couldn't refuse, huh? What do you mean? To leave the legislature. No, I don't have any. No, he had a job, say. Joe. No, I, I already have my private sector job, but I haven't um I I you know I haven't decided. I just thought it was good to get this out there now that 
um, that way the people in my district can pick someone new. But you'll finish the session. Yeah, 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 I'll finish this term. And so, I don't know, it's it's weird. It's I'm anxious, not, I, I don't like not having a plan. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I just need to calm down a little bit. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I don't blame you. You know, you got, you got 10 months left in this term, Pat, and, or 11 months, and just, and I'll see, we'll see what opportunities uh the Lord puts in front of me, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I am, I'm, I'm a very high energy, don't sleep, you know, just person and not knowing where it's I'm going to be in the future. Yeah. It, it, it already is. It's been yeah. three days and since I pulled the cord and it's just, I, I just, I just want to work with smart people and make a difference and do impactful things. Well, you don't want to do a podcast though. Yep. <laughs> We're out. No, it's not true. <laughs> hey, I, I, I was so excited when you guys reached out to me again, because the last time I was on, man, the amount of feedback I got from mm-hmm. people uh, who said, yeah, I heard you. And da, da, da. You, you guys must have like, it's a, a ton of listeners. Cause do. never enough. Never yeah, enough. no, but it was just, I mean, the amount of feedback I got and it's, you know, and of course it's always, oh, you're so great. You're so, oh, you did such a good job. It's like, yeah, I am awesome. You know what you like, should no. do then when we come back to get some different feedback? Rip Trump. That'll <laughs> your email <laughs> Let's not. No, it's not. I'm kidding. All right, we ready? Here, We've here got we go. something here. Let's Rookie not, does. Let's not and said we did. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You know, you talk about cleaning up politics. Let's oh clean God. up the house and your carpet and your air ducts and your furniture. <laughs> Zero res to the oh, rescue. Zero res. What voice was that? I don't know. I just invented a new one. Uh, but I'll tell you, I know who speaks for me when it comes to carpet cleaning, and that's zero res. They've been in my home. I hope they've been in your home, and I hope you have seen the magic that zero res is. The zero res, gotta love it, guarantee, backs up their work. They've got over 17,000 reviews. they got a 4.9 Google rating, and they have employees that will come in, get the job done quickly, but more importantly, efficiently. Uh, the zero res, gotta love it, guarantee is fantastic. However, right now, even better than the zero res, gotta love it, guarantee, is the price you pay this month. Tell them the rookie sent you, and you want the rookie special. That's three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119. And what about those air ducts? Do you know what's in there? Absolutely not. So don't risk it. Take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. It's easy to remember the phone number, 9520-RES. Zero res has been with Garage Logic from their beginning, and they're still here right now. 9520-RES. Or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com. That's ZeroResMinnesota.com. Tell them you want the Rook special. Is Garofalo Italian? Hey, it's Garofalo at the morning zoo. Hey, yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's 9520Res. Yeah, yeah uh, it is Italian, yes. Now, you you tell us your father's the hardest working guy you know. Is he still with us? Yes. What does he do? Well, he's retired now. Well, what but did he do? So, uh, worked on cars, worked in uh, warehousing. Again, had, you know, Two jobs. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm the only guy in my family that doesn't work on cars. Okay, so uh, oh, you couldn't work on that thing. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just tee it up for him. And then, uh, and then uh, my mom, uh, for most of my childhood, was a stay-at-home mom. And then she got older, you know, 
took jobs, but she that's where the uh, that's where the independence comes from. She always taught me to be my own person. She's still alive. Everything. She's actually coming back from a cruise uh, tomorrow. So she uh, no. So I'm very blessed to have had a you know hardworking dad, have a hardworking dad, and a mom who taught me to think for myself and be. Are you close to them? Yeah. Do you have kids? We do. We have two uh, adult kids, uh, one who got married last year, and and then our uh, daughter's going to PA school. So they are positive contributing members to society. Were you a Farmington High School kid? No, I went to Rosemont. Rosemont? Yep. All right. But raised in Farmington? Nope. Nope. Was, uh, I, was, I was raised in the, I was born in St. Paul over by the fairgrounds. And then when I was a kid, we moved out to the Bermuda Triangle of the South Metro right. where Lakeville, Apple Valley, and Rosemont all right. meet. And so went to Scott Highlands Middle School and then Rosemont High School. All right. Knowing you were coming on today, there was a few uh, tweets I saved from the governor. I was going to get to it before oh, the great. break um, because I know how full of you-know-what a lot of these tweets are, but I'd like your reaction on this one in particular. This is from about an hour and a half ago. Governor Walls tweeted, Minnesota is a hot spot for new businesses. We've hit six straight months of job growth, and we're attracting investments from across the country and around the world. The floor is yours. I, I hope that's true. Well, I mean, first of all, there's a nationwide the economy because, again, we're we're borrowing $2 trillion a year. I would certainly hope that every state is growing. Um, Minnesota's got a lot of things that are, that are going for it, um, but there's a lot of things that are that we're swimming upstream again. Because I would say there, I know business owners personally that would dispute what the, the governor had I mean, said. just go down to Grand Avenue. Right? I mean, we, we just, they announced today that, um, well, I shouldn't say Cameron on Grand. Okay, well, you said it, not me. But yeah, the, yeah you know, I mean. You can say it. There's yeah, no I mean, secret here. Yeah, I mean, go down to Grand Avenue and see what's going on there. Nothing's um, going on. It's disappearing. It's, it's sad. And, you know, the... So Minnesota continues to lose population via domestic migration. Mm -hmm. More people are leaving Minnesota to go to other states than to come here. And that's the ultimate measurement of uh, whether a state is doing well or not. Now, I believe Bright Health Group just announced this morning that they are moving to Florida. Well, and there's, and there's a lot of factors that play into this, right? Like culturally, we, um, the, we're just getting less tolerant to cold weather. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. And so sure. if if cold is the enemy, then Minnesota is the front lines of it. Right. And so so that's a it's a, there's a lot of factors that play into this. But I, I come back to the, the term I used before with social cooperation. That's what made Minnesota special. Right. Is it didn't matter um, where you were from or what your political ideology was. We worked get together better to have to achieve shared goals. Think about like when Rudy Perpich was governor. He, you know, he charter schools were started in Minnesota mm-hmm. in, in opposition to the established teachers union. Same thing with open enrollment. These were reforms where we said, you know, this is what's going to be good for kids and good for society. So we're going to do it. And increasingly, Minnesota has been lurching towards a place where there's less cooperation, more confrontation, uh, mimicking uh, other states. And that's just not a I'm sorry, but copying Illinois is not going to be a successful strategy, and it's not a successful strategy right now. No, and they're and, in terrible debt. Right, and it's not. This is not a. This is not a matter of public relations or advertising. That's not like. It's not about rebranding deficits as structural imbalances. That's not the issue. Uh, the issue is you're having continually more interventions into the market, more uncertainty. Um, you know, this one of the things that's going to happen this year is it's going to be a correction session from all the stuff that got screwed up last year. 
can uh, that happen? Will there be correction? Well, there has to be some stuff because I have a, <laughs> I had a, a small business in my district send me a picture of their time clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say their name or anything, but on the time clock is, yeah, you'll notice your benefits are different this year. Well, that's because the government now has mandated sick time. Right. And family which, leave. Well, family leave doesn't hasn't gone live yet. Right. That, that one's going to be really painful. But the, yep. the sick leave one, and the result is the inflexibility of it. Before employer, this employer was like, hey, we're just going to give you a PTO. You use it when you want. If you're sick or not, we don't need to find out, you know. Well, now the state has injected itself into that relationship. And now, um, because for accounting measures and regulations, these people have reduced benefits. And, he, and, and in this letter in the time clock, he's like, listen, I, I know your benefits are worse, but you got to pay more attention to who you're voting for. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty blunt assessment. And th- there's businesses out there that have no idea that's happened. You know, the sales tax in St. Paul now, I think, is up to nine. It's going to be nine point. I think it's nine point eight percent. Yes. Uh, which, you know, um, so there's just a, there's just more and more pressure get, being put on a smaller and smaller tax base. And if if, if you kind of want a, a preview of coming attractions, um, if you kind of, you want to know what's happening in this volatile political environment, I would tell people to look at what happened in Duluth last year. All right. Where the <laughs> apparently popular incumbent DFL mayor uh, has all the right adjectives, all the right support from the right groups got challenged by a more mainstream Democrat and just blew her out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, multi-term incumbent. Emily Larson. Yeah. She couldn't get the streets plowed, for example. Uh, among other things. Right. Um, uh, I visited Duluth and was kind of shocked about the the state of it. And it doesn't, you know, at some point, people who work for a living just lose... Um, patience with the cost and incompetence of their government Mm -hmm. and everyone has a breaking point and by any by any measurement whether you're focusing on public safety education cost energy reliability energy cost uh, there's several factors that are trending away from minnesota now does that mean everything sucks all the time well no of course not but that uh that lack of social cooperation and more of a focus on uh um appeasing sort of the, the, the political coalitions of the left is taking a toll on Minnesota. When does the session begin? Uh, uh, February. Are, are you anticipating there will be social cooperation or are you anticipating this is just going to be a really another difficult session? Um, I think the first thing we got to do is we've got to get the school resource officers back in the schools. Mm-hmm. You know, these um, um, law enforcement presence in schools that provide mentorship, support, and security in districts, um, either accidentally or by design, the, the the far left does not, they do not want a law enforcement presence in schools. They don't view that as a positive thing. And that has to be fixed. Now, people are saying the right things, but whether it actually happens or not, I don't know. But like that's something that uh, requires uh, cooperation on to, to take place. Um, you saw the governor, you know, despite all the money that got spent last year and despite all the spending, he wants to borrow another billion dollars. And it's just, I mean, as Margaret Thatcher famously said, eventually you run out of other people's money. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still, I mean, government's got a lot of money laying around and you got 
the people in control of the purse strings up there like to spend money and they want to spend more. But this this is all this is all setting up for a post-election uh, surprise where the budget situation next session is going to be all these temporary programs, every single one of them, they're going to want to make permanent. So speaking of that, I know you're outgoing, but uh, or you're you're not going to be seeking another term. Do you still get a an, uh, an office space in that new seven hundred million dollar building? We're <laughs> no memorial. Do you get one? No, I don't. I, well, who knows that that amount, the amount of money they're spending on the the new uh, state office building. Uh, maybe I, maybe they'll have like an alumni center that's or something. Like that. <laughs> that's, alumni <laughs> center, <laughs> Pat. That's criminal to do that. There's plenty of office space around. You know, that th- that space needed to be remodeled. Mm-hmm. And I would be the first person to tell you that, like, from a security standpoint, one of the things I don't like is in in that building when you're a legislator, you are sitting with your back towards the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's just in this environment, it's not. You, you, so that's got to be changed. It had to be remodeled. But to blow over $700 million on it, and I know all the excuses for historic preservation and, you know, you want to have it match with the Capitol grounds and stuff. I, It's totally unjustified, and but unfortunately, it's par for the course. Right, right. Uh, you're a network engineer, is that the term? Yep, yep. What, are the, what does that entail? So when your computers all talk to each other, Right. There's an intricate system of devices that allow them to accurately communicate with each other. I'll see. And that's what I do. So if you were to think of a neighborhood as every house is a computer, right? I'm the guy that designs the streets, the stoplights, and oh. the road signs that tell things tell things where to go. I like. To so you're them. the one you're spying on us, is what you're saying. You're the <laughs> yeah. spies. Yes. But it's, yeah. it's it's only for your good, I promise. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it's, I, I tell people that when when one person can't work, that's not me. When no one can do anything, that's me and my team. That's what we uh, okay. that's what we do. So no, it's a uh, it's the stuff that allows computers, you know, the internet and everything to communicate with each other. It's it's um it's complicated. It's detail oriented, but it's rewarding because um, we do allow you know allow you to be very productive in your work. If I had trouble with at home, would you come on? Jesus. No, he's not. not. I'm just, I always have to keep people, you know, on the list. Joe, he's not smug enough to be that person. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm going to have some free time here in 11 months. So, I mean, maybe, you know, I I don't know what I'll be doing when I leave the legislature. From previous meetings, you're not overwhelmed with a variety of hobbies, for example. Right? Well, I mean, I just, I work a lot. So, I mean, I... I, no, I have hobbies. Like helping out friends with their home internet is certainly one of them. That's yeah, that's a hobby. <laughs> Pat, do not give your uh, phone number to. No, Joe. no, don't do that. Do, <laughs> don't, don't, do that. don't do that. Are you uh, Are you satisfied? That, uh, obviously, the people that you've represented have been happy with you. Can you be replaced by someone who you will find to be uh, uh, a great replacement? Do you think that'll happen? I mean, we'll see who comes forward. I mean, I, I'm not the kind of guy who. Like, the, the history of the district I represent is very unique because it was the one district south of the Twin Cities that went a majority for Jesse Ventura. Mm-hmm. So not just that he won, but like over 50%. So there's very much this sort of independence-like streak. Um, and so we'll see who comes forward and who runs, but I'm, I'm not one of these guys who wants to pick his successor or something like that. Right. So whoever people... You're will not choose. a kingmaker. No, and... 
I'm not a king, so I can't be a king. Right. Joe teased that you were coming on the show, and I did get a question from a listener um, about energy-related issues, because I know this person knows that you're very knowledgeable on that. Uh, Ask him about the insane new policies to force renewable energy instead of more efficient coal and natural gas. Nuclear would also be an option, but anyway, the floor is yours. Yeah, so one of the bills they passed last year is requiring 100% of Minnesota's electricity to come from carbon-free sources. So that um, seems pretty easy. Well, it's damn near. It's, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, if we were, a st- if we were Iceland and we had the geothermal or we were in the Northwest and we had the Columbia river with massive amounts of hydro, you can see like, okay, well, here's a pathway to achieving that. Well, in, in Minnesota, we, it's, it just doesn't, the technology doesn't exist. Right. And keep in mind that we have on the books, a law that says you can't build more nuclear power. So to their credit, they they count nuclear as carbon-free and they count hydro as carbon-free. But that, like, you need something when it's not windy and it's not sunny to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. And what is, is a longer story here, and I don't want to, you know, bore people with it, but when we first started turning on, putting more wind into Minnesota, it actually was a good thing because what it did was we did it at the same time that the fracking revolution was taking place. Mm-hmm. So natural gas got cheap. So we were able to replace some of our coal with more natural gas and more wind. So when it was windy, the fuel was free. And when it wasn't windy, we would just flip on the natural gas and natural gas is cleaner. And so what that did is that actually gave us diversification. So we took down some of our coal, more natural gas and more wind. Well, what is happening now is you've got a group of people who don't seem to believe or understand that the farther you are from the equator, the less solar energy you have, Mm -hmm. which to me I thought was an established law of science, but apparently we're going to have to go back and reteach that. So they're putting, they want to put solar on the grid and they want to shut down all the coal. And what that's doing is you're putting more and more reliance on when it's not windy and it's not sunny. The only thing you can rely on is natural gas. Mm and that's a problem because we also use that natural gas, as we just saw last week, to keep us warm. We use an extraordinary amount of energy to stay warm, to keep us alive. And so we are now putting, we're, we're, whereas before we were incre- improving diversification, now we're reducing it and we're becoming more and excessively reliable on natural gas. And um, the people who study reliability, who do it for a living, they're screaming at the policymakers to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, something will happen. The only question is, does something really bad have to happen before they'll pay attention to it? Always. Or could could we we be smart enough to say, hey, we're seeing, we've seen this happen in in Texas with with, um, Winterstorm Uri. We saw it with Winterstorm Elliott. We we have to do this. We we have to maintain diversification and reliability. Um, Or does something bad have to happen? Or can we get policymakers to reorient themselves on reliability your the patience you have with the people you work with is admirable well no i i have fake patience when i'm in public is what i do okay Okay, good turn the mic off and get me at home i'm sure some people i know are listening to this going pat garofalo patient now that's funny that's a that's a good one but i mean just you know if i'm you know yelling about it it's not going to do any good but no but it's it's these are serious serious concerns and the people who study reliability they issue reports and they say don't do this. Don't do this. This is the risk of what happens when 
when Winter Storm Uri happened down in Texas, it's estimated that 200 to 600 people died because Ooh. of that. If you if you have a blackout in Minnesota for an extended period of time during the winter, right? I mean, oh my word! Okay, you're I mean, We're and, in trouble. Yeah. Right. I mean, and keep in mind when this happens, it's not like people are mobile, right? right. Like during a winter storm. Um, so this has happened. The people who are the people who tell us this could happen are telling us to stop it, and they're not listening. In fact. Now the, the the left is pushing. They want to go beyond natural gas. They want to electrify everything. Right. And that talk about stupidity on stilts. Um, if you um, think about how much more it costs to heat your home with electricity than natural gas or propane, just right. the cost alone. Right. Um, so that's 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 um, on the so. Thanks, whoever that was that asked the question. I can I shut up about energy policy now. But like, it's very concerning that we want policies that. Reduce pollution, reduce cost, maintain reliability. And we are increasing costs. We're not really doing much on the pollution side of things. And we are injecting a whole lot of unreliability into the system. That's just other than that. Everything's everything's just fine. Yeah, Yeah. everything's just great. Pat, with natural gas, you're talking in the uh, metropolitan areas. Out here in the rural areas, everybody's either LP or fuel oil. And we need electricity to run our furnaces. Yeah, even if you have a wood boiler in the backyard, you still need a furnace to push that air around. Right. It's it's again different solutions for different problems. Just like the way if you're in a rural area, the way that you get water or use sewer systems with a septic system is different than if you're hooked up on a city municipal system. It's just it's different, and it's not because one is better than the other. It's because one solution is better for that situation versus another. So when they're pushing people to go to this, you know, they want to ban new natural gas hookups and in, in new hook in uh, new buildings and things like that. It's just it's insane. And, yeah. and again, maybe you can get away with that in California and maybe even in New York. Minnesota is a cold weather state. This is dangerous. Mm-hmm. May we anticipate that you'll join us during the session? Hey, I'll when be here. Come in for- anytime you guys want. I, I it's, sincerely, I love, uh, I love talking with you guys. Very quickly, this came up yesterday. Uh, Johnny, was this in your news that it was announced that New York is sending migrants to the state of Minnesota that were? Oh, you know, what yeah. I mean, I, not to open a massive can of yeah. worms before you're going to leave, but how is this going to be a problem? Um, well, it was a problem. It is a problem, and it's growing as a problem. And I want to, I want to be unusually careful when I talk about this, right? But let's all understand that we as human beings, we got these lizard brains, right? In a modern society. And we have instinctual defects. And one of those instinctual defects is we tend to be less trusting of people who look differently than us, right? It's it's a defect. That's that's, your lizard brain. That's the lizard brain. Because long, long time ago, there was a time where if you saw someone who looked differently than you, chances were they were going to kill you because they were from... It was a threat. Right. But again, those are defects from a different world. And so sometimes situations like this, we those defects can be manipulated. And I want to be very careful. I, I don't like it when people use words like invasion. Right. And just but that being said, the southern border has been getting crashed for a while now. And these numbers are going up geometrically. And I, I don't like it when people are treated in a, in a non-human fashion. I didn't like it when the governor of Texas put these people on buses and sent them to all these sanctuaries places, you know, New York, Los Angeles. Chicago. But I'll t- I'll, I will say this. When he did that, what did it take? About three months before all of a sudden all these places were like, well, hold, hold on a second. We can't, 
We can't absorb these costs mm-hmm. in people. Federal government, you got you got to stop this. And the folks down in Texas and Arizona were like, yeah, this is what we've been dealing with. So now the apparent, you know, part of the solution for New York is they're giving people one-way plane tickets. They're letting them choose and they're coming to the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. which again, immigration is part of the secret sauce of making America great, but it is a lawful and orderly immigration system that makes us great. And crashing the borders and fake asylum claims and um, just giving people free stuff, not letting them work, right? Because they can't legally work. These are, it's a massively stupid problem. And the problem is, the biggest problem is the far left and the far right, they benefit from the current broken system and they don't want to solve it. Mm-hmm. And that's the most frustrating thing. But, wow. but in Minnesota now, we, if you are here illegally, you can get free healthcare. <laughs> Right. And the word is out. You can get free. So if you think about it, if you're someone from if you're someone from uh, Venezuela who's come through the border, you're transported in New York. Why are people choosing Minnesota? Is it our warm climate? No, it's free stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, some element of that is charity and we can do it. But when it's an entitlement, this is and what happens is once a base of operations are set up now, when future relatives want to come up, they come to the same place. But I want to make sure I'm being careful. I'm not like saying, ah, build a wall around you've been, Minnesota. No, you've been careful. Right? I'm, but I mean, this is unsustainable and it's a it's a problem. Yeah. And this is all happening at the same time that we continue to export more and more wealth out of the state. And it, it's it's not good. And the solution, it needs to be federal. Um, they need to pass a, a comprehensive immigration bill to fix things that are broken. Uh, but it's very easy to demagogue this issue. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, these clowns in Washington on the far left and the far right, they do it. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. And, you know, few things raises in, in that issue, just the way Biden has failed to manage the border, that issue alone might be enough to get Trump elected again. Well, essentially, we don't have a border. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but it's... it's uh, I'm there. there. I'm there. We're that far. We don't have a border. <laughs> no, I mean, if you fly in, there's a border, I guess. I guess you could, yeah, yeah, there's a line. No. Right, but it's... No, but I mean, it's... in these numbers continue to grow, and it's unsustainable. And I, it's... It, it, Listeners, just so you know, I am not like I, I actually am a much more fun person to be with than it sounds like right now. <laughs> but the, yeah, you're you know, available for parties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't I feel like I should have like the Edmund Fitzgerald soundtrack in the background <laughs> playing right now. But the but, you know, we've got a region of the country that's running out of water. Right. The southwest. Mm-hmm. We've got an unsustainable fiscal situation. We have an unsustainable immigration crisis and we are seeing very weak leadership. And the vast majority of America, I agree with the vast majority of Americans, like we need somebody besides Trump or Biden. I wish our candidates were better. So. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. We'll talk to you again this session. That sounds good. Thanks again for having me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. You'll you'll be missed in this. uh, Well, you'll still, we still have you for another session. Yeah, I'm not dying. No. (laughs) You see, you appear to be in good health. We'll, uh, we'll return. (laughs) Appear to be. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was good. I, I, did you know a gal named Michelle Cook? I do. Yeah. She's married to my friend, the author, John Camp. Oh, there's a different Michelle Cook then. Okay. okay. I'm well, sorry. she was Farmington.
no, I, I, Thomas. I, no, I grew up in Rosemont, and it was you, you know, never you never had truck with the uh, Farmington people. That was a different no. That was like that was farm town. Yeah, yeah, was totally yeah. different. Um, was that okay? Was that was it, a great one. Oh perfect. I just do it again in this session. Yeah, I would. I, anytime you guys want, I yeah. appreciate. It. I just I worry because it's like, how do you highlight the the deep deep problems we have coming? Without just, you know, like, hey, it's the Slit Your Wrist podcast show, you know? <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, so. but, but you know what, though? People want to hear the truth. They don't want to be lied to. You know, here's the thing. And keep in mind, there are people that can still hear No, no, and I'll yeah. say this to the people listening. Yeah. A, mis- a miscalculation I have made in my 19 years of service, and I have continued, I have made this mistake, and I continue to make it going forward. I have consistently overestimated <laughs> the amount of truth people are willing to accept. I've consistently overestimated that. So I always worry about that, you know, like there's a $2 trillion federal deficit. Do you think there's a way to do that without doing something that pisses you off? Do you think there's any way to resolve that issue without making right. you mad? Right. And the answer is no. No. So right. when, when people come along with solutions, don't, don't complain about how bad it sucks. Just acknowledge the fact that, okay, I don't like this, but what are some other things we can do that i that I'm less supposed to. And I, I consistently overestimate how much honest, how much honesty people can handle. Cause there's only so much that people can right. come to grips with. It's a miscalculation I always make. So, so yes, people do actually like to be lied yeah. to. And uh, tell, you, people like to be told what they want to hear. Brooke, but, will you help Pat? Yeah. Yep. Hey, great seeing you again. Thank I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm you doing sick? you a favor. You're sick, huh? I got a cold. Great. Well, I'm you don't sure want to do that. I'm sure nothing's going to travel. No, it's, he's only been like this for about a month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Pat. We'll be in touch. touch. We'll be Absolutely. in touch. Stay in touch. Yep. <laughs> uh, do you want me to call Mike, Kenny? You need Matthew. Yeah, I'll just get him on the phone. All right. Or is he going to be missed? He's pretty damn good, man. He's far a clear too, thinker, huh? Yeah. Far too reasonable to be a politician. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Can we... Um, Joe, are you warm yet? Yeah. Okay. Mind if I turn are it down? Are you going crazy? She's a little warm in here. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. So we're going to bump back and then Kenny will introduce you and then Matthew's walking our guest out. So it'll be like maybe a minute or so. Is that cool? All right. Sweet. Hang tight, man. So Aquarius out of Stillwater called me during that last segment. I shut him down. I didn't even answer it. Do they have a office in Stillwater? I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, and Rook Kenny needs you for this. Kill that light. <clears throat> are we going to John here after the ad? Oh, what are we coming back with, Mike? Yes. And then John. Got it. John, North American, please. Okay, break or no? Uh, break. Or, or no. No. <laughs> or no. No, no, I meant, yeah, we don't need one. So you can go. go break. Yeah, I know. I've gotten You're a right. point, Kenny, thanks to you. I don't put or no at the end of uh, messages anymore. What about take and go? Okay. How about everybody? How about, how about? Your mom. It's Thursday. Joe needs to write. How about your mom? Here's a guy that's writing today. Joe Suchere. Wow. Quality liner. Thank you. 
So it's Positive Thursday. Schoonover's on the phone with us. Uh, Schoonover, the owner of, uh, well, you've heard of it before, right? I, I think you have. It's the official body shop of Garage Logic, Schoonover Body Works and Glass, 1060 County E in um, Shoreview. Leafy, lovable Shoreview. Mm-hmm. Mike, how are you? I'm good. Good to be with you today, guys. So uh, I think there is hope for the Mikulski genes uh, going forward um, because Gabriel, um, Matthew's youngest son, did something that a lot of us did when we were kids, sunk a whole bunch of money into a vehicle just for the fun of it. Now, I haven't done that in years, but I certainly did it as a kid. Uh, And I think you guys just um, um, wrapped up work on, uh, what is that Jeep? Is it a Wrangler? Yeah, Jeep Wrangler. Is this Matthew or Gabe? Gabe. 2018 Jeep Wrangler. What did uh, he have done? Oh, boy. He had a lift kit put on. He had the 35-inch tires. Um, It needed some work, but Schoonover completely covered every angle. And I'm telling you, I got a detailed list of everything. It was poetry in motion and the most fun was the night we went to go pick it up and all the employees are ooh ah ooh cool <laughs> ooh ah ooh and the Taj Mahal over there in Schoonover uh, just great employees great people to work with and uh, it, I can't say enough about uh, I, I, he brought it home it was all shined up by the next day he must have went mudding or something because it was. It looked like he had washed it for 17 years, but that's what he wants to do. So he, Mike and his staff took care of everything. We got some other things that we're working on, but um, it's just I can't say enough about the entire experience and just how the kid came in the house and he was singing the other day, the, the, the day after. And my wife said, was he just singing? He never comes in the house and sings. He's as happy as a you know what? <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yeah, you bet. You bet. We're happy to do that. You know, uh, that picture that you took on Friday night will be the last time that that vehicle looks that good <laughs> based on based on what he said he's going to do with it because uh, he's got he's got cables on there so he can go uh, go through the trees and through the woods. And oh, wait a minute! Uh, he's got a winch on it. Did he put a winch in front? Uh, he he does have one. He just hasn't put it on yet. He lives in the middle of the city. Yeah, but he's going out <laughs> west. He's going out west this summer. He yeah. just bought on uh, Facebook or whatever a four-person tent to put on top of. So he just needs to add the roof rack, and then he can have the tent up there. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know who this, I don't know who this kid is. I don't know who this kid is. Yes. Getting off the grid. <laughs> and I, I'm sure, Mike, when you guys finished it, you did what you always do for your customers. You put that thing right out front so you can actually see it when you cross over Lexington on uh, County E, right? You can see it from about a half a block away. The glare. Well, we we uh, we, we had to we put it inside so we could in the detail area so it was nice and warm because last week was brutally cold. Oh, yeah, that's and right. Yeah. So leaping dark out yet. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, the days are getting longer, so Joe's happy, and, and we're happy because then we can start parking cars out. Two minutes a day, Mike. We're gaining two minutes a day. I love it, Joe. I love it. Well, that just proves that Schoonover Body Works uh, and Auto Care and Shoreview can do anything for you, GLers. You need new tires. You don't have to put, what are they, 35 inches? You don't have to put 35 inches in a lift kit on it. You can just get some snow tires. That'd be that'd be good enough. Oil changes, glass body work, you name it. Schoonover can do it. The official 
body shop of Garage Logic, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, rookie. Thanks, Mike. I'll talk to you soon. Here is John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, before we get to news, uh, after that interview, I think it's safe to say Pat Garofalo is just too reasonable and smart to be a politician. That's he why is, he's getting out of politics. He's a GLer, isn't he? Boy, is he. Yeah. Yep. Nothing out in the left too much, nothing out in the right too much. He's a GLer. In uh, the news, uh, as uh, Pat did mention this, the St. Paul staple will be permanently closing its doors this year, it was announced this morning. Early today, officials with Tavern on Grand posted on social media they will be serving customers until sometime in early June. No reason for the closure was provided. A cabin-themed restaurant known for its walleye opened in 1990. In Tavern's post, they said business was, quote, accomplished with the love and support of our customers, community, and staff. And they said they were thankful to have been like a home to many over the years with memories to last several lifetimes. The exact closing date wasn't specified in the post. Uh, what I read in the St. Paul paper is that it'll mm -hmm. be open till June. And the reasons given for closing are increased prices, less foot traffic, changes in the family that runs the restaurant. Got it. Yeah. Forest Lake City Council this week decided to part ways with their city administrator, Patrick Casey. He had been there since 2018. The council voted unanimously to terminate Casey's employment contract. Now, they did hire former Lake Elmo City Administrator Christina Hant as interim administrator and interim clerk. The Hant is 44 years old. She'll serve as interim administrator and clerk until the completion of a city administrator search and a new city administrator has been appointed by the council. No details on why Casey was terminated were included in the statement. Hant, who had been city administrator in Lake Elmo since March 2016, was terminated there in November when the Lake Elmo City Council voted not to renew her contract in that city. And had expressed concerns about the site of a new Lake Elmo Elementary School because of issues regarding access to city water. Lake Elmo is the fastest growing city in Minnesota, dealing with a multitude of water issues, including uh, PFA contamination and restrictions on pumping as a result of a court order regarding the water levels of White Bear Lake. Prior to joining Lake Elmo in 2012, Hant served as city administrator in Scandia and village administrator in Luck, Wisconsin. You know what this is like? <laughs> they're you know the the, they're, they're all part of the club. Right. Yeah, so no. this is like the, the the twins had a pitcher that went on the disabled list. Let's go trade the Yankees for a guy because we just need to fill the spot for the, for a the while. City administration deal has become like a super club. Yeah, yeah. that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Are they tyrants? I don't know what they are. Are they the oppressed or the oppressors? Did, did she ask for a ceasefire in Gaza? No, you know but, what? well, thank you, Chris. What a lead in. The Hastings wow. City Council unanimously approved a resolution Tuesday night, this is the Hastings now, asking President Joe Biden to call for a ceasefire in Gaza <laughs> and to send humanitarian aid to the region. Did they get a response from uh, Joe? Uh, they didn't, and in fact, they say it's a symbolic resolution oh, brought really? forward. Oh, thank you for doing the real. work of the people real. brought forward by the Hastings Progressives group they got them down there huh Johnny apparently elected bodies in other U.S. cities have made statements about the Israel Hamas war in recent weeks Tom Bullington is a member of the Hastings Progressives he said I felt like I had to do something and the closest connection I have to my officials is my city council I had to make a statement that this is not okay. 
and the city of Hastings demands a ceasefire. You see the president sitting there, and he, somebody comes up and whispers, oh, Mr. President, uh, they just uh, yeah, word right. from Hastings, Hastings sir. Hastings you need to address said. this immediately. My God. <laughs> Bullington said he was pleasantly surprised and encouraged that the council agreed to take up the matter. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately approved the resolution. The resolution also garnered just over 100 signatures via an online petition. Oh, my goodness. 100. 100. Wow. That's right. Wow. And they are damn well upset. Was there anything in that petition about not allowing Jews to live in Hastings? <laughs> Minneapolis discussed taking a formal position on the conflict last week, but ultimately decided against it. Uh, five Minneapolis council members had proposed amending the agenda to tackle the issue, but the council agreed to try to hash out a statement over the next two weeks and maybe vote on it later this month. Wow. Minneapolis, uh, Joe, you talked about ice rinks yesterday. The, uh, yes, Minneapolis. and I noticed today uh, still no flooding at Groveland. Mm, okay. The Min Minneapolis Park and Rec Board says all indoor, uh, indoor, all outdoor ice rinks in Minneapolis will open by this Saturday. Good for Do them. Dozens of general skating, hockey, and broomball rinks will be offered across 22 parks this year for free public use. The parks will also offer a warming room and lit rinks until at least 9 in the evening. Meanwhile, broomball rinks will remain lit until 10.15 every night. It's the only thing I miss in South Minneapolis in the winter is the sound of the puck hitting the boards. Oh, man. Yep. Love that. Yeah, I love that sound. Yeah. Uh, in national, international news, Joe Biden has a slim lead over Donald Trump in a potential presidential contest between the two, according to two recently released U.S.-wide polls. The surveys are from pollsters Ipsos and YouGov. Both gave Biden a lead of between one and two percentage points, although a Newsweek analysis of both polls released earlier this month showed that Trump has a stronger showing in swing states. Trump's numbers do dip considerably with voters in the Ips uh, voters, excuse me, in the Ipsos poll. If he's convicted of a felony, his support at that point drops by half if he would be convicted. Meanwhile, that felony issue apparently on the former president's mind. Early this morning, Trump took to Truth Social to rant about the exemption he believes a president or former president should have from prosecution over crimes he committed while in office. In all, <laughs> okay. in all caps, Trump writing, even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. Oh. He said uh, all presidents would be stripped of the authority and decisiveness necessary mm. to carry out their duties in office, adding sometimes you just have to live with great but slightly imperfect the D.C. Federal Court of Appeals is expected to hand down a decision on Trump's claim to absolute immunity any day now. Former president upping his public pressure campaign in that case. Just, have, is any there anything? You, have any of you ever seen Michael Moore's yes. defense no. of Donald Trump? Yes, I've not. I, have not. I, was, Moore. I was stunned when Michael I watched Moore. it. It was. Uh, it's a very. It's before the 2017 election. Yep. But it's now been recirculating, and it Michael Moore is a dreadful lefty, but yeah, he, he, awful had Trump, human being. he had Trump figured out and mm. he was never mind. You have to, <clears> you know what? Okay. Yeah. I may have seen this. Is it about working class, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 So I have seen it. I take it back. Take it back. John, in that uh, statement that uh, Trump made on truth social, was there anything in that exemption 
um, does, would, that would apply to a fake mayor of a uh, made-up uh, city or mis- municipality? I, I'm Nothing not sure that he gets exemptions. I, I, don't, I don't get any exemptions. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. It's going to be fines and suspensions. Yep. Come on. President Biden met with congressional leaders yesterday in an 11th hour attempt to break that long running log jam over his funding request for Ukraine. Little sign of a breakthrough, though, on his top foreign policy goal in the hours after the White House meeting. The bipartisan confab, which aides said was designed to focus specifically on Ukraine, came as the president has struggled to convince congressional leaders of the need to provide additional support to Kiev's fight against Russia's nearly two year old invasion. As Biden urges lawmakers to back more money for Ukraine, he faces fresh questions from Republicans over the management of U.S. funds already there. Also, uh, Mike Johnson, the uh, House Speaker, told reporters after the meeting, I told the president, as I've been saying for many months, that this is what we must have change at the border. Substance policy, substantive, substantive, whatever. A lot. We got to have big policy yeah. change at the border. A lot of people like big words. Newsman defers to yes. a lot, a lot, a lot. Sub, substantive. Substantive. Boy, he sure is interested in us sending more money to Ukraine, John. I'm, I'm really glad he's uh, taking care of those people over there. Substantial. Substantive. Rook, I got a show for you. What do you got? It's called the Bear. Oh, I've seen it. The restaurant show. Yes. Okay. Uh, tough second season. I only have two episodes in, but I thought you didn't. Uh, yes, it. we. The first season is fantastic. Yeah. Second, you got to gut through it, and then yeah. that's what we're doing right now. Right. But I love that's a great series. You're watching a reality show about food? No, it's not a, a it's not a, a series. Show. It's uh, the award-winning James Beard chef returns to Chicago to run his brother's rundown sandwich shop. And then he and meets the love of his life. I don't even know if that's in the cards. May, uh, may I ask a question about the Bear Rook? I noticed it won Emmys as a comedy show. I, 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 I haven't seen it, but my wife watches it, and I asked her if it was a I'm comedy show. I'm not struck show. by its comedic wouldn't, value. Wouldn't, uh, I would not call it a comedy. It, but. It, it won an Emmy for Best Comedy, and the actor, uh, the fellow who was in Shameless also, yeah. won a, uh, Best Actor in a Comedy. I, I didn't understand that. It has this going so, for it. One yes, hell of a soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. yeah there's, there's good music in it. Yeah. I need to watch it. At some point, police are picking up some Chicago vibes too. They got Wilco in the soundtrack, yep. and the, yeah. And yeah. don't confuse it with the other um, a series, Bear Meat. No, right. Yeah, at the Glory okay. Hall. Yep. Police officials who responded to the deadly <laughs> school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, demonstrated no urgency in setting up a command post and failed to treat the killings as an active shooter situation, according to a Justice Department report released this morning. That report identifies what they call cascading failures in law enforcement handling one of the deadliest massacres at a school in American history. Justice Department report, the most comprehensive federal accounting of the police response to the shooting, identifies what they called a vast array of problems, failed communication and leadership, and uh, also said uh, that the uh, community officers did not take part as they should have in the shooting. Economic news, the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits last week fell to its lowest level in more than a year. Jobless claim applications falling to 187,000 for the week ending January 13th. That's a decrease of 16,000 from the previous week. 
The Wall Street Journal reporting American shoppers spent strongly during the Christmas season, a sign they said consumers can drive economic growth in 2024. U.S. retail sales rose a seasonally adjusted 0.6% in December from a month earlier. That was a larger-than-expected gain after a healthy 0.3% increase in November. Supreme Court appears likely to curtail the ability of federal agencies to regulate a host of areas that touch on American life, signaling a 40-year-old decision characterized as a bedrock of administrative law that could be in jeopardy. Two challenges before the justices yesterday arose from a 2020 federal regulation requiring owners of uh, fishing vessels in the Atlantic herring fishery to pay for monitors who collect data and oversee operations while they're at sea. But Herring and the rule that gave way to the disputes were seldom mentioned during the arguments. Instead, the justices focused on the 40-year-old legal doctrine known as Chevron deference, which requires courts to defer to an agency's interpretation of laws passed by Congress if it's reasonable. Critics of the framework argue it gives federal bureaucrats too much power in crafting regulations that affect major swaths of everyday life. Two lawmakers have reintroduced a bill that would make the non-consensual sharing of digitally altered pornographic images a federal crime. Legislators renewed a push on Tuesday to pass the Preventing Deep Fakes of Intimate Images Act. It's led by Representative Joseph Morrell, according to the Wall Street Journal. The Democratic New York congressman first authored the act in May 2023, which he said in the press release at the time, was created to protect the right to privacy online amid a rise of AI and digitally manipulated content. Congressmen created their respective bills in the wake of an incident at Westfield High School where AI-generated images of female students at the school were circulated by male classmates without their consent. Huh. Will that protect me from you guys putting my face on Ron Jeremy's body? Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Is there a difference? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, bang, bang. I mean, oh, know. that part. Yeah, that part. I forgot about yeah. that. Got it. Got it. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> uh, in Flo- Florida, a Polk County man is facing felony charges after investigators say his temper raced as a vehicle sped past his house. We've all had this happen, right? According to Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, uh, investigators say the man threw a beer can at a vehicle because it was speeding in the neighborhood, then confronted the driver about going too fast. The problem with that is when he confronted the driver, he went and got his AR-15 rifle. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. He went to his house, came out with the rifle, and shot it three times into the air and once on the ground. Deputies say Proctor told them he didn't do it, but Sheriff Judd says there's neighborhood video showing that he did. He was arrested for aggravated assault. The sheriff said, if you're that stirred up, just call us. We'll come deal with it, and you won't end up in jail charged with a felony. My is policy he, is, is he in jail, a, charge with a felony. Yes. Well, okay. yeah, for discharging. A, yeah. yeah. Uh, my policy a little different. I live on a gravel road. If you're doing 50 to 60, I'm pretty PO'd because come on, man. Uh, but if you're doing 60 or faster, yeah, I'm impressed. My hat's off to you. All right. That's that's fast on a gravel. Huh. What if I'm creeping along there at about 22? Well, uh, as long as it's at night and you have a, a spotlight and you're yeah. shining for deer, that's okay. Too. Right. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> see a lot of that at yeah. night, a lot of that. <laughs> and one more Florida story. A man taken into custody last week after he was spotted in someone's backyard wearing underwear around his neck. 
according to the cape. Before, <laughs> the way I wear it. Right. In a release, police said they received an extra pair. Why not? <laughs> said they received a call on Thursday about a prowler. The caller explained that someone was seen in their backyard near their deck wearing a gray hoodie, black shorts, and a dark mask on his face. Well, upon arrival, officers found the man, 35-year-old Troy Stewart, in an empty lot along Everest Parkway. Stewart was discovered lying on his stomach between a tall hedge and thick brush near the seawall, apparently trying to hide. The caller's description, police said he was wearing a gray hoodie, black shorts, and a dark blue pair of underwear around his neck. Stewart told police he was running along the canal for exercise, and the underwear was intended to protect his face from the cold. However, Stewart added he had been confronted by two other men, so he ran away and hid. Police said they spoke with the two men who confronted him. They said, no, nah, it's not the way it happened. Another neighbor told officers they had reported two of their plants valued at about $7,000, bonsai plants, as stolen earlier in the month. He is a oh, suspect. Was he holding a donut? No. <laughs> all right, all right. John, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, time out, then. Yeah, certainly time out. There are no timeouts for Minnesota Masonic Charities. That is for sure, because since 2006, several longstanding charities of Minnesota Masonry, they all got together, created one umbrella organization called Minnesota Masonic Charities, MMC. What's their mission? To continue to promote even greater levels of philanthropy. And through several different events, through several different programs, especially the scholarships, and I want you to go to mnmasoniccharities.org, click on scholarships, and learn more about it because the deadline closes February 29th on leap year this year. You can apply right now. There's an icon to click on. But there's all sorts of great stuff. And these scholarships aren't just, Jimmy did a great job. Lisa was wonderful. Uh, some of these scholarships, when they nominate someone, uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities gives back to that student that nominated someone. It's easy process, and you can learn more about it at mnmasoniccharities.org. If you know a super student that's fantastic and could use a little scholarship money, Minnesota Masonic Charities is there for you. mnmasoniccharities.org is the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. Click around, poke around their website, and you'll see right when you click on scholarships, just what I'm talking about. Minnesota Masonic has given over $13 million in scholarships to date. Uh, there's all sorts of great Selfless Scholar Award winners, but check them out on mnmasoniccharities.org. Upon further review, <clears throat> so Gabe's got himself a little tent action up above that uh... That new Jeep, huh? Pure, John and I, I think, are the only two be. that caught that. As soon as I heard you chuckle, Chris, I knew right away. <laughs> the only thing that worries me about that is in the middle of the night when Frost you have bike. to get up yeah. to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's a good That first step is that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a heck of a drop, that first step. So do you usually uh, yeah. allow your guests to step down first? or do you? Yeah, what's protocol there? <laughs> a to get sc scatter away all the scorpions? What does he want to see? Go west. Hey, he's a, he taking a gap year? He's nineteen, right? He's taking a gap year. He's not uh, going to college. I I don't think he's going to make it. To, How about uh, the Gap band? He got in at UST, and on the registration day, said, eh, "Sit down, mom, dad. I want to talk to you a little bit here." <laughs> That's how I got man. in by showing up on registration yeah. day. Well, remember he what he has a plan though. He's working at. 
MK Viet and Shamrocks, and he's pulling in good money. He's not sitting on the if he's sitting on the couch, there's a problem. I love the term good money, as though there might be some bad. There's no bad money. All right. Remember the fun that Wheeler had before he got serious about life? Yeah. He was a guide out west and yeah. then ended up in Alaska as a guide. And just living it up and having fun and let's not doing give it. Gabe any ideas. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking I should call Wheeler and or I should call Gabe and put him in touch with Wheeler. Gabe would love that stuff. He's uh, he loves to fish. He loves to hunt. He does all that stuff. Everything I everything I don't do. <laughs> well, the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> let's go. I need one. We're gonna wrap her up. Yeah. I got yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff I can save until tomorrow. Isn't that a sad song? That's a sad song. No, yes. not really. He's yeah, growing really, up just it, like it, me, it, doesn't even talk? It's a very sad song. See you later. Can I have them, please? <laughs> Has anybody ever watched uh, Person of Interest on Amazon Prime? Never heard of it. No. All right. Okay. I got an email from Pat Donahue thanking us for mentioning his thing. I wish I felt better. I would have gone. No, you wouldn't have. They advertise a hundred <clears throat> different beer flavors at that Midway Saloon. You're kidding. It must be a hell of a little hole. In the well, wall. that doesn't do anything for you. No. So these, the Denver <laughs> Hospital and the EV car and all of that we're going to do tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Show prep complete. Let's well, go. Not Thanks. for me. Rolling. You ready? Rattle Yeah. Take two for today's episode. Truth, justice, and the suture. No bear meat at the glory. Hole. Thank you. Only. Where is it here? You lost that too? Nope. Only because they come <laughs> to us. All the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. From the traveling line. Been there a while. I looked it up yesterday. It's south and east of Las Vegas. Okay. Is there a, is there, is there a lake there? Yeah. How close to That's the border? the name, Lake Las Vegas. <laughs> yep. On this day. Where do you buy water? Yeah. January 18th. Where do you buy water? <laughs> GLers, earlier today, the mayor was a little distracted with his coughing fit and whatnot, and he asked the, the three of us, I don't think you're in the room, Rook, can you, where do you buy water? Well, I, I guess I asked that because I've seen it everywhere. Sure. So I guess I know the answer. You can get it. You can get it at the drugstore. Yep. Grocery store, <laughs> grocery store, Menards. Uh, on this day, anywhere you want. January eighteenth, uh, in eighteen forty nine, Stephen A. Douglas, senator from Illinois, introduced a bill to organize the Minnesota Territory. On this day, one one eight, in eighteen eighty seven, boxing great John L. Sullivan broke his arm in the first round of a fight with Patsy Cardiff in Minneapolis. But the bout continued for five more rounds before a tie was called. Jeez. Five rounds with a broken and that was yeah. that was bare knuckle. That's right. On this day, January 18th, in 1892, Frank Hibbing arrived in St. Louis County to test for a mine at the site that would eventually bear his name. And I bet uh, I bet the town is named for him, Hibbing. See, that, Good I point. Gotcha. I see what you did there. Yeah. And finally, and I'm just I'm having a hard time with this. 
On this day in 2014, demolition of the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome oh, began. Oh, that's Doesn't right. Doesn't it seem like much longer ago than that? Ten years? That's ten years only? Look what's mm. happened in Wait, ten years. What happened? They started tearing we, down the dome ten years ago today. Oh. <laughs> Basically imploded on itself a couple times. So. Yeah, <laughs> but in that in that ten year span, you got the new U.S. Bank. Yeah, you got your uh, you got your well, Target uh, Field and TCF had already been constructed. The Vikings were the only tenants left in that building. Oh, that's Poor Vikings right. never didn't mind. Have anywhere to play. Yeah, the Twins Field opened in twenty ten. Correct. And I don't know when uh, the TCF, TCF or whatever it's called, about 09 or 10, 08 or 09, something yeah. like that. Why don't you write a book on some stadiums, Joe? Maybe I, I have. I have some updated version. That's a cruise the country. <laughs> you know what? That's a hell of an idea. Not for me, it isn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Candlestick Park. Speaking of that, do you know what I subjected my two boys to last night? What? The entire 1999 NFC Championship game. Because the yesterday was the 25th anniversary. No, oh, yeah. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm calling social services. How can you was watch it? Seriously, it was January of '99. How did you watch okay. it? Okay. It's on YouTube. The condensed version is on. You have YouTube. to watch it on a phone. No, on my computer. Oh, you realize yeah. the government could step yeah. in and take those kids away from you, I don't know. you? As I well, know. they should. Yeah. To the point where I'm my wife walked it. into the kitchen. She said, "Why are you? Why are you doing this?" I said, I, uh, "Honey." Because we have to go through. I'm going to let's report together. him. Let's report him. <laughs> here's, here's the only thing I got out of that conversation. There are TV apps for YouTube. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube on a large television, Joe. Hey, uh, never mind that, John. Go. Those Chris for Minnesota won last night. Oh, another amazing, right. another amazing victory. Do you know who was in attendance in Ottawa? Who? Mr. Fun, Joe Anderson and his daughter. Yeah, really? oh, yeah. cool. I just they saw him at the, the airport today. Or did they, they fly? I thought they, they flew. Oh, they okay. flew because he was there, and then uh, the who? gals were the, the uh, girls' P team. What's the name of the team? PWH. I think. Well, he's he's our PR person. The yes. Minnesota oh, badass. I did not. Yeah, know. That's he's what the PR guy. Yeah, yeah. the badass. Hey, Garage Logic is available on the PodMN app or wherever you get your podcasts. The PodMN app is here to help Minnesotans discover all the great audio entertainment that Minnesota has to offer, including Garage Logic. From news and politics to sports entertainment, download the PodMN app in the Apple App Store or via Google Play. Thursday Chai. Nice cha. Thursday Chai. Oh, they let it start. Shoot, I have to go back to the airport. Do Garofalo uh, write your own thing, but spell it correctly. G-A-R-O-F. I can spell it. What, what do you want me to say about it? It's Pat Garofalo uh, joined us. He's way too sensible to be a politician. Okay. And he's leaving the legislature. Has seen the light? Apparently... You know what's great is uh, I was talking to Fun today, yeah, and I recognized some of the, like Zumwinkle and Taylor Heisey from she was from uh, Red Wing, and whenever uh, St. Paul United played them, she couldn't stand Sophia. Sophia was fast; she couldn't handle the puck at all. But she would get in her way, and the gal was just get this fly off of me because it. But she could keep up with her. And uh, I love the fact that Sophia was a little thorn in her side, but she's a really good hockey player. She didn't Why want to play Sophia in the professional leagues. She couldn't stick handle. Okay, she was as fast as could be. But Plus, she, she didn't want to play handle. college hockey because it was too far away. 
Uh, yeah, she didn't, she didn't want to go. She got a scholarship to St. Olaf, but she didn't want to go to way for Way school. too far yes. away. Northfield, yes. <laughs> 40, 35 minutes away. I don't want to go away, Dad. I'm like, That's they're offering awesome. you a scholarship. She could have lived at home, for God's sake. I know, I know. <laughs> and the great fact is she's coming over for dinner tonight because she has FOMO. What do you want for dinner tonight? Oh, my gosh, whatever you and Mom want. I'm not picky. And I'm FOMO. not paying. <laughs> Feed uh, me. What's FOMO? Fear, fear of, of missing, missing out. out. Fear of she missing has, out. My my girls have fear of missing out. The boys could not give a rat's behind. Well, yeah, Gabe's building himself a stabbing cabin. He doesn't know. <laughs> no, Damn, no, are you kidding no, me? No. He's pure. Jesus. He's pure. <laughs> it's the new Chevy van. It's the Chevy van of 2024. <laughs> well, he did, the tent he got does have green shag. Oh, on yeah. the floor, you know. oh, yes. Want to see my pop-up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best is going to be when, because uh, well, he, he has a girlfriend. He has a very pure girlfriend. And the best Mario. is when he rolls very up into, his, into her parents' house. Yeah, don't mind me. We're just going to head her west. Uh, Paul and Heidi are very, very fine individuals that raised a lady. 100% lady is who they have, who they have raised. I'm envious of that. The, the, oh, uh, adventurous spirit. That's awesome. He's got the... Oh, I should send you the... Kenny, I, I'll send you the pic. A pic yeah, of the, I want to see it. Um, where are they? Are they just going to San Diego or somewhere? Where are they going to go? I don't even think they have a plan yet. Um, oh, I thought it was the mountains. Just hit the road, man. He's going to go. Yeah, he hasn't told me his plan yet, but just hit the road. Um, oh, God, that's so much fun. He's a good kid, but he's he's eight, 19 going on 40. He's right. not a. Well, that's, I mean, last weekend. Well, that's how Matthew is. Yeah. You know, William goes, Dad, where are we going to stay? I said, I have no idea. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll just drive until we get tired. That's what we did. And he said that was fun. Said, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. Okay. Instead, you know, Jess has got to text me every ten seconds. Where are you? What city are you in? Wait, calm down. <laughs> calm, we're fine. There's no snow where we are at. Uh oh, God, I got to do that, don't I? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. I sent him, Kenny. What year was the <clears throat> What year is the Jeep? 2018. Nice. Oh, Bye, Joe. Holy shit, that is badass. So the the red. Thing. Yeah, I know. You don't have to explain, Matthew. I I I have boy parts. I I know gotcha. what that is. <laughs> he's got, he's got a water one on the other side. Yep. Cool. What an awesome rig. Look at the smile on that kid. Bro, he's just <laughs> he's happy. so he's happy. That's shit. awesome. Yeah, that car. Mike's right. That car does not look like that anymore. But he had to do a whole bunch of, like, there was a radiator leak in it. And with all of the stuff, though, is he going to get about six miles to the gallon in that thing? It will. It does. It does not sip gas. Yeah. Uh, it slurps. It's a gulper. And then Meadow, his girlfriend, her Paul, her dad, um, goes to the auctions and buys the cars and then, and fixes them up in a shop and sells them. So he got her a two door red Wrangler that is pretty cool. She just got she just we just bought the car that she had that had forty thousand miles on it. It was an Eco Ford Eco Sport, and. Uh, that's a good all-wheel drive. Uh, I don't give the figure if you know, but you you do have 
you know what he spent on that, right? I do. Okay. I yeah. do. And it's I, a lot. Yeah, that's what I mean. I finally, for the first time since I was a kid, when I bought this truck, I bought black rims. Mm-hmm. And the last time I had done anything that, I don't know, irresponsible, right. I was 19. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just something you do when you're a kid. And it's... uh it basically he 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 is making money, but it basically almost drained his yeah. account. Oh yeah, and he said, "Dad, I believe it. It's a new car. It's right now because everything they did with it, uh, changing all the f- fluid, all that other stuff. Mike's team did it. Just a fantastic job. And now I got to deal with the uh, insurance. Yeah, isn't Garofalo on Twitter? I thought he is." Yeah, he's on Twitter. I saw him. Why can't uh, I find him? I looked him up. Just look. Uh, it's under. It's at Pat Garofalo. The hell here, John. Garofalo. Oh well, there he is. Um, does Gabe know about ducks? Quack quack. Uh, as far he's, as ducks, he hunting. probably does. He's got to get himself a supply of. Little rubber duckies, and this oh. is some weird thing with Jeep yes. owners. Yes. He knows about he that. He knows about it because McLaren has her Jeep. McLaren has a really nice Jeep. Yeah, uh, more luxury. Gabe's is more performance. Yeah, and uh, Meadows is you know a little smaller, but it can it can move. But yes, they do get ducked all the time. Yeah, they don't. Nobody uh, ducks John though, because he's got that city at Jeep. Hey, hey. Representative Pat Garoppolo joins us in studio to discuss uh, the current state of Minnesota politics. Or something. I can't even <laughs> My Jeep uh, is trail-rated, pal. On, on why? And, and gets verbally ripped <laughs> because of his electric car. Do you get ducked? I've never gotten ducked. Oh, that no. is? Yeah, they leave a duck or something, right? And then, I don't <laughs> you know. know. Is that what it is? You know, I don't want to hurt any feelings here, but... Some of these Jeep owners remind me of Harley owners. That's all I'm going to say. Well, here's, let me just tell you that. Because this, this, yeah. this is a really good... John, don't forget to send me this story. I, I did already. Story. Thank you. Uh, when McLaren first got her Jeep, you know, when the Jeep people all wave the two fingers at each other as you go by. Yep. Hey, how you doing? I'm Jeep owner. Yep. So, so McLaren, of course, thought it was corny until... Five minutes into it, and she's all over it. Okay, she's, so she's not it all the time. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm driving with uh, Mick in the Honda Pilot, and a Jeep comes by us. Oh God! And I, I put my two fingers up. Oh no! No! And, no! And no. She, she stopped and said, "What look, the hell are you doing?" Look, I'm like, pal. I'm like, I said, "No, I just wanted them to know that we have a Jeep too." No, she's like, no. You can't. <laughs> no, she, no. Oh, she, I, I sucked her right into it. I mean, she was so furious. And get out! I get out of my car, yes. Dad. I did it so well. No, it was Mick. It was Mick. I oh, did it was so Mick. well just to to fish her in, and she just <laughs> fell for it. She just bit the hook. She's like, "You can't do that. You're not in the Jeep." You will happily commit public faux pas. That that's that's concerning to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with pleasure, with pleasure. But you know what the 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 real hurt sometimes is when when you put up the two fingers and the other person doesn't. You feel like a freaking yeah. total pos moron. Why did yeah. I play this game? Everybody up here, you have to drive around with your hand on top of the wheel because virtually yeah. everybody waves at you. Everybody gives you the hand, the hand off the wheel wave. 
I remember when we used to go to Otter Tail, uh, Dead Lake in Otter Tail County. Yep. You couldn't drive those side roads with all the lakes without everybody yep. you know, doing this. Yep. I was just Get up there uh, last week, John. I love that area. Up to New York Mills to pick up my meat. Yep. That's real close to where we used to stay. Man, did that look like a good spread, brah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy Toledo. We made the mistake. Those steaks are uh, like an inch and a quarter thick, oh. and we made the mistake of fixing two of them. And Oof. one is enough. One of is enough for both of us. And then the next night we had the roast, and then we've had the bratwurst, and oh, my God, it's so delicious. Oh, that, looked, that did look good. My favorite though is you did that and then you asked a question and then two minutes later you left, the you left the conversation. I, I saw that and I started laughing. I so started laughing. What do you guys think of this? Peace out. Let me hold your coat. That was almost as good, Kenny. I was telling somebody the other day about when you tweeted out the video of Watch Till the End. Man, yeah, it's just a twenty-second video of yeah. nothing. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you asshole! <laughs> I stayed here yeah. watching the whole thing, and I should have known better. Uh, nothing will ever top Joe's boat uh, video, though. Oh <laughs> from, from Florida, just black. <laughs> well, what are we looking this at? To the fellas. Hey, yeah, I'm more... <laughs> what the hell are we looking at, Joe? Can't you see the? Can't you see the boat? <laughs> no, it's freaking eleven oh thirty p.m. We can't see anything. <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right, see you, meatheads. That was fun. see you, Rickster. Now I John, got cats in the cradle hey, in my head, oh you my bastard. God. Kenny, this this applies to you as well. Seriously, uh, seriously. Josh, Josh did explain the whole Bally Sports Amazon thing. Yeah. Apparently, the Apparently, Amazon price isn't going to go up. No. That's fantastic. Amazon price is going up at the end of January, though. You know how that, much? Right? Two ninety nine. Uh, if if you don't want commercials, but for the year, <clears throat> yeah. So it'll be added to what you already paid. So, Kenny, do you have Prime? Uh, I do, and I'm getting big time pressure now from uh, Deborah about switching away. I don't know why, because she doesn't pay the two hundred and ten dollars to AT and T every month. I do, but she wants to switch away. Yeah, to but they're save getting money. valleys now. Because don't you guys watch wild games? Oh, wild and twins. That's all we then watch. I don't get rid of it because that's where that's where Bally is going to is Amazon Prime. Well, are they that, are they going to get here though? I mean, yes, but that's not way. available on AT and T. What do you mean? Well, but if it's on Prime, you'll be able to get uh, it, Kenny. Yeah, you'll be able to stream it through Prime through Amazon Prime. I'm ecstatic. This is the best thing that I've heard in a long time because now I don't have to get anything because Jess has got the Amazon Prime account. So I don't have fiber. I've got fiber to my house down there, but I don't have it hooked up yet. So our, all, of, all of our Internet is, you know, all over our phone. Oh, so, hmm. but it only costs $70 a month for um for the uh who do you have? Do you, have, do you have AT&T, you said? As your yeah, what is their dish company? Um, it's Direct not Dish. TV. Yeah, DirecTV. Yeah, I, Direct, I hate DirecTV. Yeah, it, it's a ripoff. Uh, but she wants to do that. My concern is I want to be able to sit there and bang through the channels. 
And when you're watching a Twins game, aren't you stuck? You got to switch over to the internet and do all this. And then no, your remote fact, doesn't have numbers on the remote. And the oh thing God, I like about Prime is it's another. easy to navigate through the various stuff. Because I just, for, you know, like local, I just have an antenna and it's super easy. And that cost me nothing. That, it, the antenna was, a high def antenna was 12 bucks at Walmart. I think I got it at Walmart, wherever. And then, yeah, and that's free. I never thought I'd see the day where I paid $210 a month to watch the stupid idiot box. Can you imagine what Suches must be? He has no idea. What oh, I guess he has no clue. And, and but he's, about... he's, he's got everything. Yeah. yeah. So and it's got to be up around 400 bucks, right? Yeah. Same, Patrick said the same thing to me. And he said, plus his wife always orders extra movies. <laughs> so he said yeah. his cable bill just is outrageous. Well, if you yeah. got, um, because like, for instance, Ken, for my home internet, maybe it's not available for you, but I just do T-Mobile for 25 bucks a month. I get the box that just sits in my living room and it powers my whole house. The only problem is now I got to watch, you know, the boys and watch, watch their usage and whatnot. You're paying 25 for internet? 25. Have you seen I what, have you seen what um, flat screen TVs, the prices on them? I was cheap? in a Walmart about a couple of weeks ago. You could walk out of there with something bigger than 50 inches for less than $300. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And I saw a 65er in Target the other day, I think for $579. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 65 inches. John, do you have T Mobile, don't you? I do have T Mobile, but not for internet. You should. It's 25 bucks a month. Do they Are they good? Although you said you had. No, no, no. I, I just have issues with Yuzu, but for See, everything I, I else, won't. but for everything else, it, it works great. But I don't want uh, problems with them because that's what I watch the most. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what mine is. It's just uh, the local phone company, um, Gardenville. But I, I will because my parent, where my folks live, Ken, because they're out in the sticks. They, it's not available to them because I told them the same thing. Make the switch, but my dad said, yeah. "Well, we can't get it out here." I got lucky. They ran fiber down the road. Uh, what was it last year or two years ago? Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's a great deal, man. 25 bucks for home internet. And they ran it right up to my house. I have two houses here. They ran it to both houses and I'm only using it in this house. Oh, for the show. Sure. Right. So I'll just get the other house um, up and running. Well, 70 is not too bad. I thought it was pretty good. When I was in town, I had I had fiber and it was uh, 110. Yeah, I remember. So for some reason, it's cheaper out in the country. I remember when we lived in Chanhassen. That was the last time we had home internet, and I was spending about a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, and I thought that was ridiculous. But now with the kids, we need we needed it because they have distance learning days and all that bullshit. Actually, it would cost me fifty a month, Chris, because I don't have uh, magenta. You must have magenta for your phone. Yeah. Well, yeah. what are you paying a month though for your phone? For phones, for four phones, we pay a hundred. But total, this because we're old, we have the senior. Is this what your remote looks like? I hate this remote. That's yeah, a real cool, isn't it? There's no that's, numbers. That's a real cool remote. Yeah. Yeah. That's for my TV sitting here. Yeah, there, there's no numbers. I hate that. And the, it's God, it's just frustrating. But, so the question is, can you buy a universal remote with numbers? Yes. And will that work? Yes. Just got one at Target that we have in our house. So we have that one that you just showed. We also have one for the Prime 
And then we have a yeah. one, that, and then we have dad's remote because I'm the same. I, I wanted, I said, no, this isn't going to work. I need something bigger. So when I go <laughs> to buy a new TV, because I am going to buy a new TV, should I buy a Roku TV? Yes. Okay. And then just get a universal remote. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that would be my suggestion. Chris, do you have a Roku TV? Yes. Well, you could watch YouTube on your TV. You don't need Yeah, we have done that. And she, well, in, fact, say, yeah. in fact, we almost, well, because she was watching something else on that TV. That's oh, why I we, got you. That's yep. why we were watching the game on my laptop. Got it. But we were going to, um, what was I just going to say? We were going to get YouTube TV, but then that's like. No, no, not YouTube TV. No, no, no. YouTube we When we discussed about what we're going to do getting youtube tv was discussed and then i realized well that's not much cheaper than direct tv was because youtube tv was like 80 bucks a month but i you know i'm not talking about youtube tv right i know i know you're talking just about talking about YouTube. watching videos and shit the and, app. yeah that, yeah yes yeah. yes uh youtube tv see but for me i hate the fact that if i want to cancel internet or satellite it you have to pull teeth to do it with if you have youtube tv you can literally Get it one day, cancel it the next day. Yep. Get it a week later, yep. cancel it the next day. Get Same it a week thing later. Same yeah. thing with Fubo. Same thing with Fubo. Yeah, that's what I like about streaming services better than than the cable or. Well, oh, but right now all we work. have is Prime. That's the only thing I'm paying for. In fact, Jess is the one paying for it. I'm not even paying for that. I can't. Uh, I can't decide which other one I should add. If it should be, um, uh, what is the Hulu and Netflix? Yeah, that would, my two, other two options are. I got, I I got, a, I got them both. <laughs> what are are they less than? How much are they a month? Uh, Hulu, I have bundled with uh, Disney Plus and ESPN. It gets nineteen ninety nine for those three. Yeah, and then uh, Netflix. Netflix is the most expensive. That's the one I we drop if we don't use it for a while. I think that's. I think alone that's nineteen ninety nine just for Netflix or eighteen ninety nine. One of the two, somewhere in that region. But you can drop it without punishment. Oh yeah, you can drop it and add it whenever you want. Okay. Whenever. Which is what I've done with other ones too. Like Apple, if they have a series on that I think, you know, I want to watch, I'll add that for a month. Watch series and drop it. Same with Hulu. I like Hulu only because they have Lots of weird TV shows and stuff. If, if so see at the end of the month, adding everything up, do you pay less than $100? Yes. Well, we actually added it up. I think I pay 60, 66 or something like that in that, you know. Well, it's pretty obvious that's what I need to do. And it depends, too, on, you know, some months, yeah, it might hit 80 if I get, you know, say, whatever for a month. Still better than 210, though. Well, yeah, and like I said, I like the convenience of being able to drop and add and drop and add. And, yeah. All right, I got to take the dog to the vet. I forgot. That guy was really good. I don't know if we discussed that when I Who's got that? up. Garofalo. He's really good. Oh, it's great. Guy. Far he's too a, reasonable. But he's also he's just a good guest. Yeah. I loved his salty language. That, oh, it's that fantastic. Made me, made me very happy. <laughs> Normal guy. Sitting at the knack, shooting the shit. Yep. Yep. All right, boys. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. Bye, council.